Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's up, y'all? It's Davior with Black Scent. What's up, y'all? It's Jasmine with the New Black Collective, and welcome to Stories of the Streets. First, I should say, as always, sponsored by the New Black Collective, Black Scent, and Change Waco, uh, and Rogue Media, of course. And this week, me and Jasmine are just kind of like touching base about the Robert Vick interview that y'all all, you know, got the opportunity to listen to. He kind of, he really is just kind of this man, or like the kind of the thing that he kept reinforcing to me is that he's just kind of this like regular old, you know, person who just kind of got tired of all the like political things that he saw um, happening, you know, and just, you know, around him. And instead of just like complaining about it, like most people, he was like, I'm going to, you know, step up and try to be somebody that people can actually get behind and root for and um, change. And yeah, he told this like story about uh, how his like home um, town is like a town that helped um, with, you know, starting up MLK in this, uh, you know, the real civil rights movement. Like you said, it was like um, it was his town where people kind of came together and realized like, oh, yeah, we could, um, you know, we can protest and march and walk and do sit-ins and stuff like that all day, but we kind of need a a focal point, you know, something to straight up focus on and to change. So that's what I thought. I thought that like story that he told was really cool. Right. And I think that that story can go well with what we're experiencing like right now. I mean, we can talk, but where's the action plan? Um, Especially with what we are all experiencing today, like the, well, they finally announced the outcome of the Breonna Taylor case and we didn't see, you know, the justice that we wanted to see. So what is our action plan after, after we don't get what we want? So what, what is our next step? What are we going to do now? So that's why I feel like his, his interview was really relatable even for our generation, because it's like, you know, they figured out an action plan to get the results that they wanted. They may not have gotten every result that they wanted, but they figured out an action plan that would, you know, yield the results to some of the things that they were looking to change. Yeah, no, most definitely. I think I told, me and him talked about that, um, I believe, for like a split second, was kind of just like uh, the moment where you kind of look at yourself and you're kind of like, am I really doing this? Like, you know, like, you know, I'm the, I'm right. the one, yeah, and stepping out and kind of, you know, getting more involved and talking more and just, you know, being that, like that person amongst like people who might not care as much to care, you know, just kind of like doing like a little highlight, a rundown. Um, I really like his um, the stances on like prison reform and just like healthcare. Um, a lot of people usually don't really see problems um, in those two camps, especially you know like Southerners. So <laughs> it was nice to hear him like say that he wants to do away with the bail bond system and you know just do like a lot of like prison reform uh, for the system. Because I have thoughts on the bail bond system as well, and though it may seem beneficial initially, because of course nobody wants to sit in jail, but is it really helping or harming poor people? And so yeah. that's something that you know stuck out to me as well. It's like, well. That's 
that's not really that's not really something that helps us because if I'm having to go get a loan to bail out of jail and I'm paying this percentage of this amount of the bail money and then I have this you know like it's just it's a never ending cycle of being haunted is how it makes it feel to me because you don't pay then you got the bounty hunter coming to look for you or you know what whatever the situation may be there's always going to be you're never going to be free from the prison system yeah. you think that you're free for a moment you can get out and try to apply to a new job and all these you got all these roadblocks that are just blocking you from you know bettering yourself and that's what i always just like when i really you know I always say like woke up in terms of just like catching on to everything that this country does is so shady i never understood how like prison is supposed to be a rehabilitation thing and they want you to take it seriously and you know do your time and to come out a better person and then you come out a better person it's like oh but you can't work here and you can't do this and you can't do that and oh sorry that you got arrested for weed and that it's a you know legal in half of the country but since right. you're here, you can't do nothing about it you have to like you know suffer while other people make billions of dollars on stuff that you try to just you know make an honest living off of and exactly. i don't know like yeah i i, I just said a lot of stuff like i don't i'm not gonna lie i was really kind of i don't want to say ignorant but ignorant in terms of like paying attention to who he really was because I know I came across the name before and I knew, you know, that he was a Democrat and that he was running, you know, for Texas Senate. But um, I kind of, I was like, I didn't, I didn't see him for like the Senate. Like, you know, I didn't see him as one of the people who's running for like the Senate, like seat. So I'm like, where is he running yet? And coming to find out he's running like in Houston, he's like a Houston, uh, like representative and is like, you know, trying to get in there, Senate or whatever. Like, you know, just like this kind of state level versus, you know, the federal, you know, the big one. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, yeah, it was really nice. I was like, damn, I wish I could vote for you, both you in here in Waco, but I really can't. But yeah. He was, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed, you know, sitting down and talking to Mr. Kennedy. And I like the way he, said because uh, about um, basically saying um, he wanted to change so that's why he decided to run um, yeah. because a lot of people run because they want the the money or they want the endorsements and things like yeah. that not really running for change but I appreciated that he said you know I got tired of sitting around waiting for somebody to fix the things that I was seeing not being fixed and so I decided to run myself so yeah. I feel like you know that's something that's to, to respect because though we do have a lot of people in office that don't have any you know any background in politics or anything like that I think yeah. what the game changer is is when people who have never ran before or never been into politics run because they genuinely want to see change and that will I will take that over a seasoned politician any day because I think people get so so wrapped up in it being their job to be political that they forget that they're also human beings and they forget that you know we have basic human needs um, yeah. and while being political that's what you're supposed to service but a lot of them don't. No they don't a lot of them do it for those extra benefits and that's why a lot of them are you know passing down you know generation to generation you know uh, I'm a politician and I've been, you know, the mayor, I've been the senate, I've been the governor, I'm, you know, I've done these things and you're going to do it. And then here's all this wealth that accumulated, you know, over the years that I can pass on to you now. That's something that I've been seeing a lot of recently that people just been talking about. It's kind of off topic too. But people just been kind of
kind of talking about how like more and more black families should be kind of pushed into uh and not just black families but you know families of color in general should be trying to push to uh putting together some kind of like like foundation to pass on something to you know how they inheritance basically that's something that like uh, you know more like fam- white families get to do all the time and that goes into a, a lot of like just having the same political leaders over and over is they've they've been here they've been in the game you know they have the same mindset the same unchanging kind of just identity and just is stack up and you know it's really unfortunate so i like the fact that yeah he in the interview he was calling out people from his like home um town and stuff like that home city that he was like yeah this person you know is corrupt and just does it for the money and you know right yeah and he was like you know i I don't like it you know i wanted somebody who could be fair and stuff like that i'm like yeah i like it like i ain't got it's real i like it it's real raw right and i think that until we have that transparency that honesty across the board nothing is going to change because everyone's so scared because this person has been in office this many years and this person has done this for so long and it's like yeah they've been there and they've done this that or the third for so long but it hasn't changed anything and sometimes it's made things worse and so i respect that he isn't afraid to you know say well this this person isn't working for us and you know like it, it, it's not working for us and that is something to be respected because a lot of people, you know, they tuck their tails and they hide behind uh, the keyboard. But I respect anybody who can verbally say, no, y'all are, y'all are. Oh, yeah. No, most definitely. And people can actually back it up with facts and actual arguments versus just, oh, I believe this. I think that. And it's like, where are your facts? Where are your receipts? And that's what the biggest issue I feel like is with, right, with our president right now is that, like, a lot of people admire the fact that he's so open and, you know, will get up there and say whatever he wants to. But it's just, like, the things that he say and the way that he says it. And it's just, you know, hateful and just in the opposite direction of what a leader should be. And I don't think it was in the the Vic interview, I think it might have just been me, you, and, um, you know, uh, Michael, we were talking. We were talking about how, like, uh, the politician, you know, roles should be legit, like an election, like someone who is appointed to, to who we all, like, agree is worth, you know, doing that job. It shouldn't be anybody who just, oh, I want to be a politician, so boom, we were a politician. Like, it, you know, it shouldn't be that way. Most definitely. I feel like there should be so many more, so, like, there should be more criteria there should be like you should have to meet a certain criteria in order to even run especially for president like there there should be something (laughs) that you should have had to have done within your lifetime that was conducive to the the health and wealth of the country to even be considered because i'm just like you know um this is strange this is really kind of the first time in history that we've had someone that wasn't a previous you know politician and so it's really odd to begin with that it even happened and I think a lot of people think that people have a problem with him being president but the fact of the matter is people have a problem with him as a human being it's not just his title it's it's more of a like oh this is not a very good person <laughs> type thing yeah it's just I mean it's so much that we could talk about <laughs> in regards to that yeah that's why it's important for us to vote um, yeah. I don't know if you want to go ahead and talk about uh, the voting campaign or yeah I can um just to kind of run it. Just like, you know, kind of run down, you know, just to get a gist of it. But yeah, uh, so yeah, Blacks and 
and then uh, through extension, you know, new black collective. And I think, you know, Jeremy and Mentor, Mentor Waco are going to help out, you know, what they can. Um, between we started, I think we, we, we plan to start, we plan to start last week, but due to the weather and, you know, this conflicting schedules and stuff like that, we had to start this week. But we started going door to door in different, you know, kind of more melanated communities. So uh, in terms of here in Waco, that's north, south and um, east, usually. Um, we started off in the east and we're going door to door up until September 30th. So I think like this, like next Wednesday or something like that. It's not a huge time of door to door, but you know, we're going door to door and, uh, you know, we're just trying to get people who, um, who could be a felon who was recently off papers, who needs to get re-registered to vote. We're trying to get that man or woman registered. We're trying to get the people who, you know, just got, they're, you know, who just became legal maybe and haven't registered to vote. We want them registered to vote. We're just trying to get as many people as we can who aren't registered to vote or who need to get, you know, changed over from county or city or whatever. We're trying to get them, um, you know, registered to vote. And then we're planning um, two events. Uh, one is uh, set to be on October 3rd and it's a, um, a kind of another protest of the polls um, where, you know, putting out uh, the, the, there'll probably be another um, voting, you know, um, information sheet to put out like I did last time where we had kind of breakdown of the candidates that are running in each, uh, the running, like, you know, each candidacy, whoever's running for what we want to shout them out again, you know, help people know, um, who they can vote for. But October 3rd, yeah, it's kind of more, um, there's another protest, kind of a rally to get people to come and get registered to vote if they're not registered to vote, kind of consider, uh, and, and to kind of keep shedding light on different policies and different things that we haven't really seen, uh, change for like, yeah, we just got Brianna Taylor, um, you know, we just got a little bit of, we got some traction and some movement there, um, you know, getting the case reopened, getting people, you know, um, I think there's been you know, conversations about possibly like uh, upping charges and stuff like that if necessary. So yeah, moves are be, being made in the community, but like right here in Waco, we had, you know, this Dan Mason, uh, the ex-officer here in Waco that, that just happened. So it's like, there's different things that we can still um, put the public on and get people, you know, interested in and keeping up with and just, um, you know, involved in. And then we're planning another event that next week, I think October, it's between October like 16th and the 19th, but I can't tell y'all too much about that one. Um, like a different a different event. Um, let me see. And then I think it'd be good to mention just for, you know, our Waco listeners, you know, I'm hoping that this is catching people all over the place, but then I want to share that picture that Jeremy sent to us. Or did you want to, do you have anything that you want to add? Just, you know, per um, se? I just want to piggyback off of the felon um, voting rights um, because a lot of people don't know that after they, you know, after they get a felony that they can even vote again. I know so many people who've gone years and years, over 20 years, not voting because we have this misconception that once you're a felon, you can no longer vote. But in Texas, since that's where we are, um, this is from um, Texas.gov. It says, um, once someone has fully discharged their sentence or has been pardoned, their right to vote is automatically restored in Texas. However, okay. it is not always clear as to when a sentence has been fully completed. So just be mindful that you still have your basic human rights. Like you have the right to vote. If you think that you're not registered or that you can't register, register anyway. It's better safe than sorry because we need for everyone to vote. And there are resources that will help you restore um, your voting rights if you are a felon. So just look out for those. And yeah, pretty, that's pretty much it because I, I feel like a large portion of us don't vote because we think that we can't vote. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, no, I'm glad you, 
and even you know gave the link or whatever the source thank you because i didn't know that i didn't know that you know in texas is different from us i just kind of knew about the whole um if you're off papers you know you can re-register and stuff but yeah just to, just to add in also you know for our waco peoples if you are in the carver middle school area and want to get registered to vote um jeremy davis the uh kind of creator uh, and leader of Mentor Waco, the nonprofit Mentor Waco. He's registering people to vote Tuesday, the 22nd through Friday, the 25th, and then Monday, the 28th through Friday, the 2nd of October, from 8.30 to 4.30. He's registering people to vote. So if you can't make it, you know, if you don't get the knock on your door and annoy you to get you to register to vote, um, and you don't make it to the event on October 3rd, then there is another, you can go to, you know, Carver Middle School between those dates and those times uh, to to register to vote. And, you know, that, that information would also be shared um, on Black Scent, uh, so y'all know y'all can find it there. And you can find Black Scent on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter, too, but we don't really post on our Twitter. And I think New Black Collective, y'all are on Instagram and Facebook, too, right? Yeah, so we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as, uh, well, you just search the New Black Collective. Um, but one thing I wanted to add is if you absolutely cannot get to a voter registrar that is local, please make sure you register to vote online. Those resources are available as well for those of us who may not have a way to go register to vote in person or things like that. But whatever you do, please get registered to vote. And also um, follow Black Scent and the New Black Collective. Um, We will be doing an online campaign um, leading up to October 3rd, which is the deadline to register to vote for the November election. So that is a very important date. October 3rd is the last day that you are able to register to vote in the presidential election. So please get registered. Please take it serious. Um, We see the climate that we're in. Uh, so as many of us that are, you know, getting out to the polls and voting and making our voices heard as possible, um, this go around, there's no excuses. If we want change, we have to be the change. Um, we didn't have really a lot for this episode for you guys, but we just wanted to stress the importance of voting. Um, I don't know if WR has anything to end with, but if not, then, uh, we'll wrap it up. But Robert Vick, if you haven't listened to our interview with him yet, uh, we split it into two parts, you know, it's up there. Um, we're looking out for another episode soon. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. As always, I'm Dave Yard with Black Scent. And I'm Jasmine with the New Black Collective. Please be sure to follow us on social media, Stories of the Streets, and stream us on all streaming platforms at Stories of the Streets. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.